From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. 1,500 kilometres north of Perth, inmates at the Roeburn Regional Prison are exposed to some of the hottest temperatures in the country. Recently, the prison marked its hottest day on record, reaching 50.5 degrees. Former prisoners and advocates have warned that it's not a matter of if someone at Roeburn will die from heat, it's a matter of when. Today, contributor to the Saturday paper, Declan Brennan, on what it's like in Australia's hottest prison and why the government is refusing to act. It's Thursday, February 3. First of all, Declan, hello, hi, welcome to 7am. Hello. It's great to have you here. You've been reporting a story about some things that have happened at a particular prison in Western Australia, and I wanted to start by asking you why that is, what it is that drew you to reporting on this. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, grew up in a fairly privileged household, I suppose, but when I was uh, 17, my father was incarcerated, and even he really struggled in the system of prison. He went to several various ones in Western Australia, from high end to, to sort of like a prison farm, and the the bureaucracy in it was so difficult for him. And from what he passed on to me when I went and visited him and saw him, it was such a horrible experience. And, you know, we all sort of pretend to learn that it's not called a prison, it's called a like a rehabilitation-style centre, and it's not that, it's just there to break people down. So my, my father's experience made me very interested in people who are incarcerated. And in Western Australia, the worst prison is Roeburn Prison. Yeah, and so... Roeburn Prison, you said it's known as the worst prison in Western Australia, but can you tell me a bit more about it? Where is it exactly and who's kept there? Absolutely. So Roeburn is a very small town about 1,500 kilometres north of Perth in the Pilbara region. It's a very regional prison and it's mostly Indigenous population, so it's about 80%. And before it existed as Roeburn Prison today, there was a previous incarnation of the prison which was actually built in 1896. It's known now as Old Roeburn Jail. And it was one of the first all-Indigenous prisons in Western Australia. They were charged with running away from their bosses or with sheep stealing. And guilty or not, dozens were carted off in chains to the Roeburn prison. And some of the tales of that are just beyond sort of our belief of how people are. It's, It's what we would view southern america to be like before the end of slavery others had the chains rolled around their necks and naked bodies the effect of the chains can be imagined in a climate where the stones get so hot that they cannot be handled samuel mcleod 1889 tales of people walking in being walked from caratha which is a good sort of hour drive away in this absurd heat in neck chains and leg chains being walked through the desert to get to this prison and there's tales of it being so hot that the, the locks in these, or the pins in these locks melting in the heat. And it's just, the weather up there is just horrifically hot. I mean, we think about the north of Western Australia, how hot it would be. But inland from the coast, it, it regularly hits 40 degrees and above. Hmm, right. So it sounds like for a long time, Roburn Prison has been a horrific place and the heat has added to that, added to the awful conditions. But 
What about now? What happens when it gets hot at Roeburn Prison now? What's it like for the people who are incarcerated there? So the heat is regularly above 40 degrees in the Pilbara. That's a very regular day. But in the night, it's regularly over 30 degrees, which is probably even more dangerous in a lot of ways because you're in your cell all night. In the night, it is locked in 12, 13 hours minimum in a hot box. And of the people I sort of interviewed, former inmates, there would sort of be minimum of four, but mostly six, seven, eight people in a cell at a time with only four beds. So people would be sleeping on the floor a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And there's stories of people with uh, heat rash on their body. One of the former inmates I talked to had burns a lot of the time in the summer. Um, They don't have windows in the cell, so they just have bars. So you think about the heat of a day in any city, which is 35 degrees, you think the wind is hot and it's, it's not a pleasant experience. One of the prisoners told me it was they would cover their windows with wet sheets to cool the air because it would just burn their throat when they were in the prison cells. Oh, God. Yeah, so there's been several reports from the Office of Inspector Custodial Services. Our office has been inspecting Robin Prison since the year 2000, and almost in every report we've written about the intolerable conditions in the accommodation units. And the head of that is a gentleman called Eamon Ryan. I think it's probably safe to say Robin Regional Prison is the hottest prison in in Australia, without any doubt. And in 2014, the report was scathing. Um, we were particularly scathing in 2014, where we said that there was just a lack of effective heat mitigation in in the cells. And one of their major recommendation was heat management in all the cells, which air conditioning. Uh, ultimately, I think that the answer is that the cells ought to be air conditioned. And then in 2020. They went up there and they noted some slight improvements with things like barbecue areas and stuff. But once again, number one recommendation, heat management in the cells. And so all of this came to a head um, on January 13th. With mercury on the rise, Australia reported its hottest day ever on Thursday. Um, When Australia recorded its hottest reliably recorded temperature in history. The Pilbara has sweltered through its hottest day in history with three towns topping 50 degrees. And in Roeburn, it reached 50.5 degrees. The temperature in Roeburn, Western Australia, soared to 50.5 degrees at 12.49pm. Wow. So what happened when it reached 50 degrees? One of the inmates that I talked to, he described the oldies, which is what he describes people over 50. They would lay on their on the ground all day in their bed because it was just too hot to move. Mm. They would have to line up at 4 p.m. every day for their medication out in the sun. But for the best part, they just stayed in their cells because it was too hot to move, but it was also too hot to survive. You think about how difficult it is in 35 degrees for us. And these people are just stuck, unable to move, unable to be treated like people. It's a complete miracle that no one has died of heat stroke or of a heat-related death so far. And this 50-degree day, it's renewed calls for upgrades to the prison and for air conditioning to be implemented in all the cells because it's not if somebody's going to die, but really devastatingly when. We'll be back in a moment. As a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup 
made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. For Sloan Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Declan, we've been talking about the heat at Roburn Prison and how dangerous it is that it's only a matter of time before somebody dies. And the reason we know that is because there there is a precedent, isn't there? Something like that has happened. Yeah. So one of the best-known cases or most infamous cases is one by a gentleman called Mr Ward, who was an elder. And he was put in the back of a prison van from Laverton to Kalgoorlie, which is about four hours. There was no air conditioning in the back of that van. He was only given a 600ml bottle of water. And he passed away. And some of the tales of him being in the back are just so awful to talk about. He received third-degree burns on his skin, comments um, in later reports described that he was cooked to death. And the inside temperature actually only got to 48 degrees. The metal on the ground got to 56 degrees. And when you talk to a couple of the gentlemen who have been through the prison, and then Mervyn Eads, who's an Aboriginal incarceration expert and person who deals with people who've been out of prison, they routinely discuss that the temperatures in the cells get minimum 5 to 10 degrees hotter inside than outside. So you've got to think that on that 50-degree day, it is a minimum 55 degrees in those cells with no air conditioning, which is hotter than what Mr Ward died in the back of a van. And so the fact that nobody has died in Roeburn Prison from heat directly, it's not anything other than just potluck. There's nothing else that that can be described as. And so given the seriousness of this, that it is a matter of life and death, why does it seem to you that authorities in WA aren't acting, aren't trying to mitigate this, prevent this from occurring? Has anything really been done so far? It's hard to know why people don't want to reform these prisons other than a lack of care mm. because there's no other it's not like they haven't been told it's not like they haven't been made exactly aware of the circumstances the results they know about Mr Ward they know about all the reports that mention heat rash and burning we put questions to the government ministers can the minister explain why recommendations from the 2016 report were not fully implemented by the time of the 2019 inspection? And for- you had Fran Logan, who was the former corrections minister in 2020, coming out and saying that some people up in the Pilbara don't like air conditioning. Madam President, the answer to 1 to 4 has been uh, provided in tabular form, so I seek leave to have that incorporated into answer. Which is just such an absurd comment to make without any understanding of it. and. People just painting, or government ministers or officials just painting all Aboriginal people as the same, all First Nations people as, oh, they're from the heat, they can deal with it. So it goes beyond sort of callous and just really just becomes a racist stereotype and it's hard to think of anything else besides that. And from a lot of reports, it comes down to the fact that 80% of the the population in the prison is Indigenous and it's you can't sugarcoat it any other way that if it was somewhere else, there would be a bigger outcry, but because it's 
1,500 kilometres away from the population centre in Perth and it's people that aren't in the periphery of everyday sort of viewing, people just don't care. And there's not an outcry for it. There's articles and then it's it's forgotten. Hmm. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, it does seem like there is a fairly simple solution to all of this. Air conditioning needs to be installed, but there is no will at all to make that happen. And in the meantime, it's only going to keep getting hotter. Every summer will be hotter. So is the reality, the really grim reality of this situation, that until someone dies, which seems inevitable, nothing is going to change? Yeah. Providing them with air conditioning sounds like a luxury, when of course it's not. It's just a, it's a matter of life and death. And so there's just very little political will in Western Australia to do that. The, the cost, Western Australia received a $5 billion budget surplus this year, or the last financial year. And the latest costing for air conditions is $2.5 million for the entire prison. And it's a very quick fix. You think about how easy it is to put air conditioning into a house realistically. And, I mean, Alice Barter from Aboriginal Legal Service WA, she said that, as I said, the fact that nobody has died is just luck. And, yeah, really sadly, somebody will die. And somebody will die and there will be, like we all know, a government report will come out, a government inquest will come out, and the recommendations will be the exact same recommendations that have come out in 2014, 2016 and 2020, and only then maybe will something get done. And that is such a disgusting, callous way to think of things that only when somebody dies will anything get done that every single person has the right to normally live like. Declan, thanks so much for your reporting on this and for talking to me today. Thank you. With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism and you'll receive the Saturday paper's stainless steel coffee cup made in collaboration with Fresco for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday paper. No hot takes. Also in the news today... The head of the Reserve Bank, Philip Lowe, has called expectations of a rise in interest rates, saying the RBA will take time before potentially raising the rate for the first time since November 2010. Speaking at the National Press Club on Wednesday, Lowe emphasised that the Reserve Bank's decision to stop buying government bonds did not mean an increase in the cash rate was imminent. And Amnesty International has accused Israel of subjecting Palestinians to a system of apartheid founded on policies it describes as segregation, dispossession and exclusion. Amnesty's new report echoes similar findings published by Human Rights Watch last year. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said on Tuesday, in response to the report, no country is perfect and said Australia would remain a staunch friend of Israel. Israel's foreign minister rejected Amnesty's report and accused the organisation of anti-Semitism. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.